Welcome to Helping Challenging Children. This podcast is for adults who want to understand why children behave the way they do and how to support them to increase their ability to self-regulate and to become more independent. My name is Dr. Pat McGuire. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician who and I have been working with these children for over 30 years, and I can tell you that with the right support, they all do great. So enjoy these podcasts, and hopefully you learn a little bit each time. Greetings and welcome again to Helping Challenging Children. Did you know that January is Trafficking Awareness Month? Do you understand what that is all about? Well, let's start with a definition. According to the Catholic Relief Services, the definition of human trafficking is as follows. Human trafficking is the act of recruiting, harboring, transporting, providing, or obtaining a person for compelled labor or commercial sex acts through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. It's important to note though, that human trafficking can include, but not does not require movement. You can be a victim of human trafficking in your own hometown. At the heart of human trafficking is the trafficker's goal of exploitation and enslavement. The most vulnerable members of the global community, those who have limited access to social services and protections, are targeted by traffickers for exploitation. In the U.S., these are frequently children who feel marginalized or are victims of abuse and neglect. According to Save the Children, in the U.S., 60% of child sex trafficking victims have a history in the child welfare system. Foster children, in particular, are vulnerable to being victimized by child trafficking. But many are recruited online, grooming children who are feeling sad, isolated, underappreciated, or unloved. There is no economic safe spot since victims can come from poverty, from the middle class, or even the upper class families. So give me some stats. What's going on with this? 30% of the global human trafficking victims are children. Women make up 49% of all victims of global trafficking. That's very telling because everyone thinks that it's only women and children who are affected, but half of the victims are male. In 2019, 62% of victims in the U.S. were identified as sex trafficking victims. Also in 2019, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services grantees reported that 68% of clients served were victims of labor trafficking. It's also common for victims to be trafficked for both sex and labor. In the U.S., 62% of the victims were U.S. citizens or permanent residents, while 35% were foreign nationals. The citizenship of 2% was unknown. Do you know where this is occurring? Well, actually, it's occurring around the world, but it's also occurring in all 50 of the United States. In fact, the top five states for trafficking in the U.S. in 2019 were in order, California, Texas, Florida, New York, and Ohio. And we can even narrow it down to the top five cities 
with the highest number of reported human trafficking cases in 2019. These were, again in order, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, Orlando, Florida, Miami, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. So what are some of the examples of what trafficking looks like? Well, it will look like sexual exploitation, which most people expect. Forced labor, so domestic servants or child labor in factories or underground. Forced begging, forced marriage. Some are used as child sex slaves and child soldiers. Adults are also trafficked for organ harvesting. Well, this must have an immense impact on these kids and, and adolescents. So what are the effects of trafficking? Well, children and adolescents who have been involved in trafficking are greatly injured emotionally, and they may also be injured physically. They show many psychological problems, such as disruption in their family and peer relationships. They have trouble trusting others. They also maintain secrecy about many of their experiences due to shame and guilt. Most will exhibit behavioral and mental health issues, such as trauma symptoms, anger control problems, conduct disorder, depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Those involved in sex trafficking also often demonstrate self-harm and suicidal behaviors. Well, can child trafficking be stopped? Well, yes, stopping human trafficking, it's difficult. It can be done, but it's difficult. A lot is due to the shame and guilt that the victim feels. It takes all of us being willing to be there for at-risk children and adolescents to make them less vulnerable to these predators. According to the CDC, more research is needed to evaluate programs and policies that help reduce factors that put people at risk in order to help prevent trafficking before it occurs. Strategies based on the best available evidence exist to prevent related forms of violence and they may also reduce sex trafficking. States and communities can implement and evaluate efforts that first, encourage healthy behaviors and relationships. Next, they need to foster safe homes and neighborhoods. They need to identify and address vulnerabilities during healthcare visits. They need to create a reduction in demand for commercial sex and they need to end business profits from trafficking-related transactions. To put it more concisely, we need to be there for our youth, not just telling them what to do and criticizing their imperfections due to their youth, developmental issues, and mental health vulnerabilities. So one of the first steps would be to prevent child trafficking. In order to do that, you have to be aware of red flags of possible trafficking especially since many of these youth still live in their communities and may even live in their family homes. According to internetsafety101.org, the red flags to look for are the following. Unexplained absences from school, changes in their usual attire, behavior, or relationships. Suddenly having more expensive material possessions chronically running away from home, being fearful 
anxious, depressed, submissive, tense, or nervous and paranoid. Their tendency to defer to another person to speak for them during interactions such as with school authority figures. Showing signs of physical and or sexual abuse, physical restraint, confinement, or other serious pain or suffering. Appearing to be deprived of food, water, sleep, medical care, or other life necessities. Having new branding or tattoos. Having a boyfriend or girlfriend who is noticeably older. Making references to sexual situations or terminology that are beyond age-specific norms or engaging in uncharacteristically promiscuous behavior. So what can parents and teachers do to protect our children? According to Mercy Children's Hospital in Kansas City, these are steps to take to protect and inform children so that they don't fall for many of the tactics that traffickers use. Most importantly, build and maintain healthy relationships with your children. Spend quality time together and check in often. Many victims of trafficking are vulnerable because they are lonely, depressed, and isolated. Healthy parental attachments reduce these vulnerabilities. For teachers, this means getting to know your students and approach them with care and concern if changes are noted. It is very important, however, to have a positive relationship from the beginning because students won't trust teachers who have appeared disinterested in them or unhappy with them before the red flags appear. Talk to children early and often about healthy relationships and healthy sexual development. Use resources like Teen Safety Card from Futures Without Violence or the Dating Violence Prevention site, that'snotcool.com to start the conversation. If you are still not comfortable having these conversations, enlist a trained healthcare provider, counselor, or therapist. Be vigilant about online safety. Traffickers are on every popular app that kids love. Know exactly what your child is doing online. Give them guidelines for what types of information are okay and not okay to post. Who to chat with, only known friends, and who to block. Make sure you and your children turn off location services when posting on social media. Do not post photos that show what school they go to or what the neighborhood you live in. Do not post photos of kids in swimwear, underwear, or in the bath. Consider whether to use their name online and make sure social media accounts are private. And as a summary again, Know the signs that trafficking may be occurring. It could be your child withdrawing, a new onset of anxiety or depression, evidence of self-harm or eating disorders, sudden change in grades and engagement in school, having a new friend group or a controlling romantic relationship, showing up with new expensive gifts or unexplained sums of money, complaining about unexplained aches and pains, or developing sexually transmitted infections. Keep educating yourself about trafficking. Visit stoptraffickingproject.com for plenty of resources for adults and kids. And finally, what can a parent 
or teacher do or other adult if they are concerned a child is being trafficked. First, call your local police. Also, contact the Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or text them at 233-733. We have to work together to create a safe world for our youth and cause traffickers to go out of business. Mm -hmm.